Hello and welcome to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. This is part two of favorite movie scenes with Tony and Yenny. So you heard part one last week. This is the second half and the conclusion of their conversation. Enjoy. Once again, hello everyone, it's Tony the Movie Guy and... Miss Money, And this is part two of Best Movie Scenes. So awesome. All right, so look, um, I have to say as a disclaimer, um, you know, this is running long, that's why it's a two-parter, and this isn't all the movie sequences. (laughs) This was Uh, hard. Yeah, my list was twice the size, and Mm. it was painful cutting off a lot, and we're still covering probably a good... 40 or 50 movie sequences and scenes that are just so iconic and memorable. Many that, you know, most of you know and have seen. Many that are kind of dear to our hearts and you should definitely check out if you haven't. Um, But look, we're just going to keep going from where we left off. We're going back and forth and we're just discussing uh, our favorite movie scenes, okay? Yes. So I'm a British gentleman. Ladies first. Actually, it was your turn anyway. (laughs) It was nice of you though. Um, Titanic. Okay, yeah, so so which scene? Okay, I'm going to, there's, you see, I always go with, okay, what's the first things that come to mind? Actually, there's several iconic scenes, yeah. So I'm going to go with two out of the many, um, starting with obviously the one everyone knows, um, the moment she decides, fuck everybody, I'm going with Jack, leaves the table, walks up and finds him. He takes her hand and they do. Yes, it's cheesy now and everything, but they do the I'm flying sequence. I actually think it's beautiful. It's, he takes her to the front of the but boat. But the music starts, yeah. the way that music starts, it's so beautiful and her hair is flying and it's the sun, it's sunset. And he makes her spread out and her he, arms. Yeah, and, and but it's like he t- first takes her hand and, and, and just that entire, and that kiss. It's so beautiful, that whole sequence. When I first watched that film, I mean, I was I was a teenage girl. To me, it was everything right and i've you were creaming your pants (laughs) okay (laughs) way to go there but i was literally like fell in love with leonardo all over again right and i didn't have the exact same reaction (laughs) but look that sequence it's very romantic it's beautiful and the music is beautiful and then well as they always do in movies it's like when sex or something happens shit goes bad so Um, then the, the other sequence, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I walked in when you had first bought this TV and were watching Titanic. God, my to... TV is famous on the podcast. <laughs> well, now. he had just watched it and he wanted to watch something really impressive on the screen, right? Well, I have a 4K TV. It's like curved yeah, really 70 cool. inch and I bought a Blu-ray and 4K. Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. So I walked in right in the middle. It's, it's literally the part of the movie where everything starts going wrong. But that actually isn't the sequence I'm talking about. What's the, the sequence? sequence? It's devastating. It is, um, the music is playing, the ship is going down, and they shoot. Oh, is it that montage sequence? The montage sequence where they show, for example, the mother reading to her children right. as the water's rushing in the and room. the captain. The captain. Um, 
just so many things but that and obviously and it's like the choir music that's one of my most memorable scenes yeah. which apparently was a true account yeah that they kept playing as the uh, the you know titanic was sinking yeah that whole you know choir you know and then the, when he finally finishes it he was like it was a it was an honor playing with you guys yeah that seems very emotional that entire thing um I'll always remember it. It brings me to tears, but I just think it's such a beautifully structured sequence. Will your heart go on, though? Of course my heart will go on. <laughs> anyway. And on yeah. and on. Him fall wherever okay, you are. Yeah, yeah. This, this isn't one for you. Come on, you've got to hand it to Celine. Anyway, look, Titanic is a, a great film. That's um, it, it Actually, it's a film that, you know, when it came out, when I saw it first, I loved it. And then, you know, it kind of depreciated it in did. value, but I, I actually still think it's it's a masterpiece. I love it. It's brilliant. I still love it. Um, so those are great scenes. Okay, good. I'll move on. Yeah. Go. Seven. So of the course. the ending of seven is so iconic. What's in the uh, yeah. box? Well, so again, I want to describe it yeah, for the listeners it. because again, I'm describing listeners movie scenes, movie sequences. Yeah. So uh, the one downfall of the podcast is it's uh, audio. I can't give you visuals, which is why I get to try and reenact it and describe it. <laughs> but please go Google it. Go yeah. to YouTube. Watch these scenes because they're incredible. So the end of Seven. So Seven is all about Brad Pitt, who's this rookie detective. Morgan Freeman, who's like the seasoned detective. Correct. Who's basically about to retire and kind of begrudgingly yep. takes on this case. Um, and they're investigating these murders, which basically essentially are the seven deadly sins, yeah. you know, sloth, Such a gluttony good and thriller. so on. So the end is Kevin Spacey is John Doe. He's the serial killer who isn't in any of the marketing. Nope. His name isn't mentioned at all. He just shows up in the police station covered in blood. Officers, you've been looking for me. And they all freak out and they arrest him. And then he basically says he's going to talk only to Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman's character, um, but they have to go to a, an, a certain destination at an exact time. Um, and, you know, while they're driving in the car, he's kind of taunting Brad Pitt and stuff yeah. like that. Um, you know, Brad Pitt's not really taking him seriously. He just thinks he's psychotic and yeah. doesn't have any rhyme or reason. But he is a meticulously crafted yeah. type of serial killer. Yeah. This is all thought He's through. a genius serial so killer. So they drive off into the, the boonie somewhere in California where you've got the big, like, you know, radio tele, you know, towers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, and he walks off with Brad Pitt into this field on his own as a van out of nowhere comes so morgan freeman's like what the hell's this and there's helicopters and everyone's you know watching them all the cops and stuff um and he goes to this van morgan freeman runs to the van while brad pitt is going further into the field with kevin spacey john doe um and it's like a male guy who said you know he was told to deliver something at this precise time this box and Morgan Freeman's like, what? It's and he's like, box. okay, I'm going to take the box. And then he's talking to the guys, you know, by, you know, radio, walkie-talkie, whatever it is, the guys in the helicopter. And he's like, okay, I'm going to open the box. And then meanwhile, uh, Kevin Spacey is taunting to Brad Pitt and he starts talking to him about his wife. And he's like, what are you talking about, man? Shut up, man. You know, you don't know who you are. And, and then Morgan Freeman opens the box and you never see what's no, inside you it. You just know yeah. that it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. And he basically describes that, um, you know, it's the it's the two last deadly sins, envy and wrath. So John Doe, Kevin Spacey's character, basically is describing how he was envious 
of his beautiful wife and the unborn child inside her and brad pitt didn't know so then morgan freeman is is coming back and he's like you know stay away uh to brad pitt stay away stay away and uh, you know and then you know brad pitt's kind of starting to realize what's happening it's like you know back away from kevin spacey and he's on his knees and kevin spacey is all just like you know it's all going exactly as as planned and he basically kind of tells him you're the final sin you're wrath you know mm-hmm. you know kill me shoot me and morgan freeman's like don't do it this is exactly what he wants and then that's when brad pitt's like what's in the box what's <laughs> in the box and the performance from it's brad so pitt good. is actually incredible yeah, it's amazing just the total anguish and he's like what's in the box what's in the box and then he, like he keeps pointing the gun at kevin spacey and then backing away and like like hurling like he's about to vomit and like the way it's yeah. done and it goes on for like a minute and then it just shows a flash of Gwyneth Paltrow, and then finally he just blows Kevin Spacey's head off and shoots him. And Morgan Freeman's like, "Fuck, damn it!" You know. Yeah. So I mean, it's the most morbid, depressing ending ever. It's awful, and it's yeah. so brilliantly done. And yeah. the only reason David Fincher directed this film, as Darius Wilher told us <laughs> yeah. a couple weeks ago, was he got the wrong script. The, the studios wanted to make the ending better with the heroine surviving and stuff like that, but. They he got the original script. He was like, "This is so dark. I want to do it." Yeah. And thank God he did. Yeah, it's so iconic. So everyone knows what's in the box. Yeah. but the whole oh, sequence, the whole thing, yeah, is You're just right. incredible. The build up makes yeah. that line so absolutely. It tears you apart because yeah. you think they think they've won. They think they've got the right. guy. They think they've done it. What but a then he gut wins. Punch. It's such a gut punch and it's such a finale. Yeah, it's such a finale. You know, anyway, that's seven. All right, I'm going to go much more modern and my two favorite scenes from The Greatest Showman. Oh, God. Okay, so you love this film. Look, I, I've actually seen it three times now. I enjoy it more. Okay. I don't love it, but go ahead. I, I adore this film and I really am mad at Tony Many that he doesn't do, love it. Many people do, by the way. Many people Well, love actually, it. everyone I know loves it other than you. So there you go. Well, and my wife. <laughs> and your wife. You and your wife don't love it. But I actually I like it. <laughs> adore the movie. Yeah. So my two favorite scenes, which I do want to really describe, it's got, I mean, it's got so many beautiful songs and it's 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 just a a stunning, a beautiful Broadway performance is what I'd call it. Um, but there's this beautiful love scene between Zendaya and Zac Efron. And that song is actually one of my favorite on the soundtrack. What's the song? Uh, it's um, the trapeze sequence. I forget the actual oh, name of the okay. song, but I know the words I can't sing. Um, <laughs> re- oh, it's called uh, Reach for the Stars. Oh. What if we reach yeah. for rewrite, the stars? Sorry, rewrite. Rewrite the, the stars. Yeah, totally sh- you're not allowed to sing that song. Not 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 the greatest showman. Anyways, so I am not the greatest showman. <laughs> so they um the entire thing is and I've watched all the makings of this sequence is so beautiful. Their chemistry is amazing. The um they do all of everything in that sequence. That is them, you know, flying around, you know, strapped to a trapeze and all of that stuff. That seems and, very dangerous, but yeah, I'll take it was word to- for it. <laughs> no, it's totally dangerous. But they they practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced. And um that's part of why I think it's so incredible. So it's it's, you know, it's a beautiful song. It's a performance. It's it's beautiful. Okay. I absolutely love that sequence. Hey, you and then love it. That's obviously good. the um This is me. The famous song. I think that whole sequence is awesome. With the bearded big lady, which uh, that song is so powerful. I do love that song. It's so powerful, but also when you see it within the context of the movie and what 
what they're communicating because you know they're people who don't feel they have a home anywhere they they feel rejected they obviously feel like you know in essence freaks and then they and get shut out by Hugh Jackman's by which the, is the person one guy taking them in yeah, yeah who was supposed to be uh, the guy fighting for them and they feel betrayed and that entire dance sequence though from a choreography point is really cool all the way up until the end and there's this beautiful behind the scenes where Hugh Jackman is actually watching them perform it and film it and he's he's actually in tears cuz he's just yeah. he finds it so beautiful i, I like that scene it's I do. beautiful so yeah, that's those the greatest showman. Greatest showman. Okay. For all you greatest showman lovers. Okay, good. So we're gonna rewind again. I'm gonna go retro back to the eighties. You gotta do the karate kid. Of course. Okay, good. So the most I I mean, Karate Kid again has got several scenes, but the end is absolutely the most iconic scene. So you've got, you know, our hero, Daniel Sun. Mm-hmm. You know, his, you know, he had already had the whole sweep the leg thing happen to him. So he's like limping. He can barely move. And he's having the final battle with Johnny, who's the, the evil guy. And John Kreese is from Cobra Cry. like, finish him. And, you know, it's this big, you know, build up. And then Danielson goes into the crane kick <laughs> position, which is like too dangerous and too advanced so uh, mr miyagi has not taught it to him but he watched mr miyagi do it and johnny is all like getting ready there he's like you're going down meathead and then he goes into the uh, the crane tony's kick. doing the whole yeah. position and, and everything. then as johnny goes forward wha-bam! he does the crane <laughs> kick and kicks him right in the face and he wins the tournament yeah and you know everyone rushes in and you know he gets lifted up and everyone's like Whoa! And Mr. Miyagi is just like looking from the side and he's just smiling and nodding his head. (laughs) Yes, Daniel son. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, the Karate Kid is awesome. And the ending is so like such a fuck yeah moment. You know what I mean? So I will follow (laughs) right on from there, 80s, to Back to the Future. Which again, I kind of took it off my earlier list. So I'm glad you're representing it because there's so many. There are so many. Well, it's funny because I... um, that I had film is perfect. I had an immediate scene come to mind and then funnily enough when I was looking up some stuff it is the scene people mention as most iconic which is what funnily enough which is the dance sequence at um you know at the high school uh the whole it switches you mean from the Johnny be good guitar so scene so it's Johnny or... be good guitar scene while um you know he's uh, the dad is dancing with the mom, George but then, McFly. yeah, he, and then, but then and the guy comes yeah, and takes exactly. him away, and, and he's got the photograph in there. Disappearing. He's disappearing yeah. in the entire sequence, and then it all goes well. Obviously. Yeah, because then George McFly goes back, pushes Punches, the guy away, yeah, exactly. kisses her, and then you know Michael J. Fox suddenly jumps up and yeah. like. He, it's yeah. this beautiful kiss where he like throws her over his arm, yeah. and it's all it's all awesome. But that entire sequence, even from from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I mean, the whole awesome. car sequence is incredible. Yeah. And obviously just with the, you know, DeLorean. So There's good. so many incredible scenes. But I scenes. love that high yeah. school scene. It's one of, it, you know, it's like so, oh, it's so good. Um, hey, yeah. Marvin, it's your cousin. Remember that new sound <laughs> you wanted to hear? You know? This is it. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, uh, back to the future. The entire film is perfect yeah. to me. So, yeah. Okay, good. Let's move on. Uh, the Last of the Mohicans, which, okay. my God, you need to watch. I know. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis uh, as a uh, Hawkeye. I'm working think. my way through uh, the list. Uh, Michael Mann film. Um, I absolutely love this film obviously it's very well known for him and the scene with madeline stowe where he you know he's like stay alive just stay alive i will find you but 
the last seven minutes of The Last of the Mohicans is one of the most meticulously crafted, intense, uh, and beautifully executed shots uh, and scenes I have ever seen. But as I haven't seen it, I can't. Uh, so I can't describe it. Do it. Fine. It's fine. Uh, you know, you know you what? Have to. I, I'm not going to. I just uh, I just realized that the penny just dropped. I'm not going to because you haven't seen it. I you, God really damn it, need, you need to, to watch see it. it. I so I've been an ambassador for this film. He and has. You're right. Actually, everyone I talk to about it has has seen it. Okay. Here's all I'll say. I mean, I'll take it. No, I'll take no, it for no, our no, listeners. No, no, no. I will. Com- well, it's a 30-year-old movie. <laughs> I know. God damn it. But no, I want you to watch it first. I've seen what- all the movies. Tony. But here is what I will say. Everything in the film culminates in seven minutes in this one long tracking shot where everything kind of comes to a crescendo. Okay. Everything happens to all the main characters and the music is just fantastic and it all just kind of happens and it is, uh, the you know, the cinematography, the sets, uh, everything is incredible. Is it devastating or does the movie end well? Absolutely devastating, yeah. Then why would I watch such a film? No, it's good and bad. Okay, fine. You know, just everything happens. Anyway, this is totally ominous because I can't describe (laughs) it, but that whole... I've just never seen anything like it where just, you know, everything just kind of wraps up in one go and it's just cool. done so incredibly. Well, you described it really yeah, well despite describing it. action-packed, it's emotional, uh, it's beautiful. Anyway, that's The Last of the Mohicans. By the way, the whole film is incredible and I rewatched the film not long ago and I was like, oh man, I forgot how good the whole film You're was. You're supposed to rewatch it with me. Well, because I always, that was some months ago, but I always oh. go back to, the, you know, that last kind of, you know, seven-minute sequence. Anyway, go ahead. Let's move on. You need to watch The Last of the Mohicans. All right, your turn. Okay, so Silence of the Lambs. Good, definitely on my list. Okay, good. I knew it would be. So again, this was one I had not seen fully. Uh, I think we watched it seven months ago. I remedy that huge (laughs) crime. I had only ever seen the beginning. And no, it was about six months ago. We were here uh, with your buddy. Um, A few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And... I loved this film so much. I'm, so he knows I'm a big thriller horror fan, especially good serial killer movies. Now, this is like the serial killer of right. serial killer movies. It is such a yeah, great Hannibal film. Hannibal Lecter, Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar, 15 minutes of screen time. Yeah. Jodie Foster. Amazing. Know, as so Kyrus, the two Clarice. sequences I absolutely adored the most in this film is the end basement sequence with... Uh, she's got night vision goggles. She's in this no, basement. He, he has, has the night, night vision Buffalo goggles. Bill, the she's killer. in the complete darkness. Yeah. And I mean, that is a scary and his tense hand scene. Is right behind her. Yeah. Just hovering. He's taunting her. Yeah. It's and then so good. Something happens where she turns around. And well, it goes on for a little while. It goes on for like a minute. Yeah. But something happens. I don't know if he makes a noise or something. she turns around and she She turns him. and yeah. gets him. But yeah. it's. It, oh, that scene oh, is so incredible. Because, I mean. Was she a great big fat person? (laughs) I knew you'd say that along the way somewhere. (laughs) And then obviously the entire first conversation between Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins. That's what's the most iconic. Is the most iconic and is, oh my God, the the strange chemistry between those two characters and the way he taunts her and the way they they yeah. interact well, they quid pro quo so good. quid pro quo yeah, yeah. it was it, it's beautiful and that's where you realize that he's going to help her right. he's going to help her through to find this serial killer anyway yeah. those are my two se- um favorites yeah so i mean i i love that movie so many of them are iconic i lo- 
I'm going to put a spotlight on Buffalo Bill mm. because Anthony Hopkins, mm. Hopkins got all the kudos, which he of did. course is well-deserved as Hannibal Lecter. But man, Buffalo Bill was such a great oh, villain. And that so creepy. super creepy sequence with uh, Goodbye Horses, that song, Goodbye Horses, where he dresses up as a oh, woman. So and he puts creepy. the nipple thing in oh, and it goes to his mouth. He's like, would you fuck me? Oh, yeah, I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. And then he backs up and he's tucked his balls and dick right. between his legs and he's like posing like Doing a woman. Weird dance. It's it's so, so creepy. creepy. Yeah, it's so you know? So that scene's incredible. And actually, probably my favorite scene of the entire film is Hannibal Lecter's breakout. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't put that on there. So incredible. Okay. I mean, it's a well, it's kind of a whole like 15 it minute is. set it piece. Is. It's not really just a sequence. But with the but, elevator and all of well, that. Well, that's the oh thing. So basically he, you know, he's in this big cage and there's these cops out, but he basically smuggles in like a pick and he yep. picks the uh, handcuffs and he rips the, you know, he eats like the, the, the police ear. officer's ear and like rips out and spits it out and you know murders and beats up this other cop but it's this whole carnage thing and all, the whole and you're SWAT totally team rooting for in. him it's so weird that's what's weird he's such a villain that you want him to escape but the way it's done is so brilliantly because there's one cop still yeah. alive all battered and bloodied and then they're searching for him in the building and he's on on top of the elevator so then the whole SWAT team come in and when the elevator drops they shoot him shoot him he doesn't move and they look and meanwhile this surviving cop has been put in an ambulance and driving off and as they turn the guy around on the elevator his face is gone and fucking Hannibal Lecter has ripped off the police officer's face stuck it on his face so they've taken him out and put him in the ambulance (laughs) and it just shows him sit up and take the face off and it's fucking Hannibal Lecter oh my god when I watched that when I was like 10 years old I was like what the fuck I think that's why I kind of missed that one as a child my parents were pretty protective of what I'd watched because it'd get nightmares so that's another one of those films that I think is is perfect from start to finish it is a a perfect thriller so that's a great pick cool okay this one's going to be short but you have to put it It, it's so iconic especially as a child I remember this in the theater E.T. Of course. Specifically, Elliot and all of his friends. Elliot and his red red hoodie with E.T. in the front on the bonnet. And they're being chased. And E.T. uses his magic. And they all lift up. And they're all flying their BMXs. And then they go across the moon. So beautiful. That scene's so iconic. I mean, Steven Spielberg uses it for his production company, Amblin Entertainment. It's the logo. It's so gorgeous and just again it's magical. It, it sends me back to my childhood because yeah. I remember watching that in the theater, just like, oh, wow. I wish my Why BMX my could BMX fly. fly you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, ET. Absolutely. So this is a more unknown one, and you're going to be like, mm-hmm. is uh, Primal Fear. Well, I love that okay. movie. So when absolutely, I, this is another Richard thriller. Gere, Ed Norton. That's what put Ed Norton on the map. It did, and it's um. And for those of you who haven't seen it. Definitely watch it. It is a great Amazing thriller. Amazing twist. Um, so this is a oh, which is going to be kind of hard because this is the twist. Oh, you were going to say the twist? Yeah, because well, th- that scene, the whole, 
I'm going to say it. It's an you older say, movie. Look, the reason why I... See, the, the rule is when it's a film that's 10, 20, yeah, 30 years true. old, I don't care. Because you hadn't seen The Last of the Mohicans is why I didn't want to ruin it for you. Yeah. So go okay, ahead. So on Primal Fear, this it, is a spoiler, but come on, it's been Richard out for 25 years. Richard Gere is an attorney and he's defending um, a guy called Aaron who's committed a murder... Or played by Ed Norton. Played by Ed Norton, who's, who's killed a priest. And anyway, there's a whole story around it, which I won't go into, but he basically um, throughout the movie is investigating and he 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 wins the case um, by showing that Aaron has multiple personality disorder right. and basically gets him off. Because Aaron is a very subdued, Co- quiet, yeah, introverted introver- guy and then his alter ego is a psycho. Right. So he basically... Uh, gets him off and then he's it's right at the end of the film and Aaron is inside uh still in the prison or like waiting for him and then his attorney walks out and then he just starts clapping no no can I explain no! it? but you didn't describe it as well <sighs> as I can Tony you ruin this for me go I need to I need to explain it though why does he clap I was about to say oh, oh go on then because <laughs> he says it Anyways, so he first starts clapping and he says, well done, you had everyone fooled. And he basically realizes, Richard Gere realizes he was full of shit and he put on the multiple dis- multiple personality disorder to fool everybody. Can I elaborate? Fine. Without you getting angry at me. So the last scene in the courtroom is they want to bring out his alter ego. Right. To prove that he has this multiple Yes, you're right. I did disorder. leave that out. And he attacks That's Laura Linney and strangles her because they do succeed in bringing out his alter ego. Yes. So then... Basically, that's how Richard Gere wins the case and gets him off because they prove he's insane. So the final yeah. scene in the movie is him sitting down with Aaron like, and he's like, oh, thank you so much. You believed in me. You saved my life to Richard Gere. Thank you so much. You know, um, you're going to be fine. And th- as Richard Gere is walking away, he says, can you tell Miss Linney I'm sorry about her neck? And then Richard Gere realizes, how did you know that? Because when he's in his alter ego, he doesn't remember anything. That's right. I, and that's right. then all you hear is this. The clap. Yeah. And it's Edward so Norton's creepy. face changes to this evil smile. And he's like, well done. You figured it out. And that's when that happened. That's I right. just wanted to get no, the context. No, you're so right. You're right. Because the way it is done. Oh, is it's so, so good. And it's the, this is one thing I love about this twist. It's literally the last minute of the it film. Is. Because then Richard Gere. He looks devastated. Wa- he walks out he's like, in disgust. Yeah, of what he's done. Across like the, the Justice logo insignia. Yeah. And he walks across it. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. He won. The psycho won. He he proved them all wrong. He I manipulated them all. his yeah. attorney well, into he, into doing. He this. was crazy he all was, along. He was totally. Aaron crazy. Aaron was made up. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I just wanted to no, get the right. context because no, you're totally right. It gives me goosebumps even oh, thinking so about good. it. So good. Yeah. Anyway, that was to me one of the best twists Absolutely. because I that that film it, it kept me on tenterhooks the that whole time movie is kind of underrated it is so underrated i watched it last year and it was the first time i'd seen it in 10 15 years with daniella my wife yeah. and we were like holy shit this is it's good so she good. loved it that's good she was like 
oh snap at the end like it <laughs> yeah. really got her but that look yeah. on richard Gere's face as the, the clap is yeah, going on and, and he beat him. he realizes or he realizes when he says that you're right and then he's like oh my god well ed norton his oh character is like oh come on you knew we yeah, fooled them exactly we, he kind of thinks that he was in on it yeah but they did it he together did. yeah but richard Gere really believed that he was doing the right thing exactly and he's it's a great. good man and a yeah. good attorney anyway yeah. at that entire sequence is brilliant and you're right Thank you for elaborating because that was brilliant. Thank you for letting me. Okay, good. Next one, The Graduate. Oh, um, yeah. One of the most melancholy, beautiful films I've ever seen. I absolutely adore this film with Dustin Hoffman. The ending is yeah. so iconic. It's so iconic. You've got, you know, Dustin Hoffman's character running to the wedding for Catherine Ross, who's getting married to this other guy, but he actually loves her. You know, all the family hate Dustin Hoffman because he's been having an affair with the mother, yeah. Mrs. Robinson. Mrs. Robinson, the song but from Simon and Garfunkel is playing the way it, it, you know, it does the music with the scenes and he goes to the church and he runs up and he's in the window and he looks down and they're literally at the altar getting married. Yeah. And he's like, Oh God, no. Oh God, no. And he starts shaking the window and, yeah. ah, and slamming on it. And the way it shoots in on the father and Mrs. Robinson and that looking at him with just pure hatred. And then she's like freaking out and she's like, oh my God, actually, I do love him. And then she runs away down the aisle. And then literally, he, he grabs like this big like stick thing and he's like fighting the father and fighting the groom. Oh my and God. It's like visceral. He straight up grabs her and they run off. She's in her full like wedding dress and they get into this bus. And they go to the end of it and they sit down and it, you know, there's such adrenaline and it's so exciting and you think it's this big happy ending, but it's so melancholy because then they just sit down and oh, they're yeah. all excited and she's smiling and he's smiling and then it just, reality sinks in. And then Simon and Garfunkel's mm -hmm. Sound of Silence, Hello darkness, my old friend, such a good I've song. come to talk to you again. That song comes on and then it just kind of stay the camera stays on them yeah and their faces are just you don't really know it's like what did we just do yeah what's going to happen you know so it's it's very the reality it's of life very bittersweet yeah. i absolutely love yeah the you've mentioned that many times and i i definitely you've seen the graduate right um i've seen the play you've never I have seen not the movie, seen the oh, movie. Yeah, yeah i watched okay. it watched it live with ann archer in london it's fantastic it's good the film is fantastic okay uh truman show it's on my list. Yeah, I knew uh, it would another be. Another one that has multiple Multiple scenes. incredible scenes. One, again, I rewatched recently and I went, oh my gosh, this is such a great film. Uh, probably actually, if not my favorite Jim Carrey movie out of, oh, yeah. out of all of them. Down. I mean, it's, well, it's in my top 20 films yeah. of all time. It's definitely, I love Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. I love Man on the Moon. Yeah. Obviously, Liar Liar, Ace Ventura. Yeah. But uh, it's his. Truman Show is. It's, it's such a great story. In a realm of its own. It's a masterpiece. So the two scenes I love, um, obviously the boat sequence. He's. Um, With the father? No. He's. Um, oh, at the they end. They throw the storm in. Yeah, it's kind of, you're right. It is the So end. again, spoilers, the film's over 20 years old, yeah. folks. So, you know, he's he's now figured out that he's in a TV show and right. that everything, his entire life has been false. Right. And he um, hides. Actually, these scenes go into each other, so I'll do them in sequence. There's this, aw the awesome scene where they all go looking for him and right. this music starts yeah. and everyone's searching it's for a big Truman man hunt and they're all oh, arms so good. linked together. Yeah. Truman. And there's lights, lights yeah. going everywhere and they can't find him. It's night. And you know, Ed Harris's character is like, he's like, turn on the yeah, sun, make it light. So it just becomes daytime. Yeah. And then it becomes yeah. daytime. It's and so then freaky, oh, it's super freaky, but it's, it's powerful, especially yeah. the music in that sequence. And then, 
then then they figure out where he would be and he's out on the water in a boat and he's like trying to basically get to the edge because the reason they've kept him yeah in the city is they made a plot point that his father fell overboard and, and he's drowned scared and died of boats. and they yeah. blamed it on him because it was his fault so he was scared to go on the boat exactly. so, but finally he gets over his fears and that's why he escapes by sea yeah and kind of i think he kind of figures out yeah. this is how i can get out so then they they throw a really harsh storm at him and he just right. yells is that all you've got yeah, and, and then harris is like more yeah more. and then the guys what's also powerful is the people in the studio are like we, we can't do this which is basically the stop. moon yeah it's like the station yeah in they're like the stop sky. and ed harris is just like no more and they drive it too far until he's basically passed out on the right. boat and then they stop yeah. and then obviously leading into the finale go ahead no it's your line you always say it. Oh, well, no. Hold on. Well, can I build it up then? Do it. So, yeah, he passes up and then he wakes up and the boat has yeah literally knocks into <laughs> the horizon. Yeah. And it just dunk. And it's and metal. It's just a big screen of the yeah. horizon. And that's when he really realizes and he has a full breakdown that, oh, my God, like my life has all been a lie. Yeah. And then he's going up these steps where there's a little door <laughs> in this huge door. <laughs> like horizon. And Ed Harris who's basically like the creator who yeah, got him, so adopted good. him as a baby. So he considers him like his son. Yeah. And then he, he's like the voice of God. That's and right. he's having this whole conversation yeah. with him. And he's like, I raised you. You know, don't every, do it, everyone Truman. watches you. Don't leave Truman. We all they love all you. They all need you. Yeah, yeah, everyone needs you. And then he's like, say something. And then Truman yeah. turns around and he says. With a big um, smile. And what's he say? He says. Um, good morning. Oh, good, good morning. Good afternoon. And in case I don't see you. Good evening and good night. Yeah. And then he goes through the door. And that's and the, the fight. Well, and the door, he goes through the door to reality, to the real world, yeah. basically. And you see the girl that he loves actually leaving her house, grabbing her coat and right. running down the stairs. And that's yeah. the end of the film. Yeah, so that's phenomenal. And then actually my favorite scene of the Truman Show is the first scene where he starts to realize something's wrong here. He, oh, he's yeah, in yeah, the yeah. car. That's right. And the radio's going. And he something goes wrong with the radio station. He starts hearing all the different yeah, actors yeah. talking about their positions That's and he right. gets out and he, and the mute again, that beautiful music yeah. with the drums and the, <laughs> yeah. and he walks in and it's a revolving it's door a set, yeah. and then he decides, no, no, this is before. Oh. That. And then he decides to just walk round in a circle and then he goes out to this bus. And then That's because right. he's not supposed to be there, the bus nearly hits him, but then it stops. And then he puts his arms out That's right. and oh, he realizes so he can like control everything. And he's like walking, around and and then he goes back into the thing and he goes behind the elevator where yeah. it's like actors and extras because yeah. <laughs> he's not supposed to be there so then they march him out but again this is one of those films that to me is perfect it is there's so many iconic scenes there really is it's it's an incredible movie all right okay that was yours right? it was sort of mine <laughs> okay good blade runner is my next one and okay. i won't spend a lot of yeah. time on it because you know the scene i'm talking about yes. i talk about it all the yes. time um What's so great about this is it's Rudger Hauer as Roy Batty. It's the final um, battle between him, he's a replicant, and Rick Deckard, played by Harrison Ford, at the Bradbury building. And, um, you know, all the other replicants have been killed, and Rudger Hauer's just feral, and he's kind of gone crazy, and yeah. he's hunting down Rick Deckard, um, and he breaks all his fingers and stuff, and they're on the roof. Um, and Rudger Hauer, because he's so super powerful, he like jumps like 20 feet and, he, and he's standing there and he's got this like dove, white dove in his hand and Harrison Ford jumps, but he doesn't make it and he's falling to his death. And then Rudger Hauer just grabs his arm and he lifts him up 
and he saves him and he drops him down and then he says this beautiful speech mm-hmm. i've seen things you people wouldn't believe attack ships on fire off the shoulder of orion i watch sea beams glitter in the dark near the tanhauser gate all those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain time to die and then he dies because his five years are up and then there's this beautiful voiceover from Harrison Ford. Like, I don't know why he saved me. I guess he had just had enough of the death, you know, all the death and right. destruction. Yeah, and the white dove, like, flies away off of Roy Batty's hand. Rutger Hauer just improvised that scene. He wrote it on a napkin one day, brought it to Ridley Scott, said, hey, could I say this on the scene? He was, Ridley Scott yeah. was like, sure. And now it's so iconic. That scene's incredible. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough. All right. I <laughs> uh, had to give a shout out to my favorite rom-com of all time. Love Actually. Love Actually. I have several scenes from Love okay, Actually. Okay, so I'm going to start because it's my scenes. favorite. Um, the ending. So the ending sequences, there are five, you know, five storylines going at the same time, but all of these specific ones are sort of happening at the same time at right. the end. So we've got the airport. The, the kid is going after the, little, the girl Lisa, that he loves yeah. and uh, is going after the girl at the airport being chased by airport police at Gatwick so iconic while Colin Firth is in Portugal going after the woman he loves right badly translating Portuguese is going on with the whole town following him yeah, in it's essence. so funny as well it's so funny because they're like yeah this this Portuguese this Dunkin Donuts 2003 <laughs> yeah. you know, he's going to go kill your sister <laughs> exactly and then what's her name Amelia or um something like that yeah Amelie or something yeah something like that anyway and then at the same time um, we've got the billboard scene happening with, um, sorry, I want to say Rick from Walking Dead. Oh, but that's, that's earlier. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's, it, well, it's right before right. the rest of these. Um, and the prime minister kissing on stage scene. Right. All of right. those. Yeah. They're sort of all around the end of the movie. So I put them all together. I love all of those scenes. Yeah. There's so many incredible scenes. Did so you have any many. others? No. I mean, oh. that's five scenes. Okay, good. So um, I'm glad you brought that up. And I mean, all those scenes are fantastic. Um, I want to mention the scene that I think is so underrated, which is Emma Thompson. Of course. Her performance, yeah. Joni Mitchell, that song, yeah. Both Sides Now, Her she should have gotten an yeah. Oscar You're nomination. Right. You're so right. Alan Rickman, rest in peace, I love him, I who's her husband, his secretary is like this slut. And yeah. she's like coming on Nasty to him. Slut. And he buys her... A, uh, a gold necklace, necklace yeah. and um, it's around Christmas time, and Emma Thompson sees it in Alan Rickman's jacket, so she thinks he bought it for her, yeah. and it's like a box. So then on Christmas Day, with the kids, they're all there, and he oh, gives so her the present, yeah. um, and she has mentioned how she loves Joni Mitchell. Um, she she's opening this box, and she thinks it's the necklace, and she opens it, and it's Joni Mitchell's greatest hits. And then she, it dawns on her, he's cheating on me. Yeah. And he's like, you love Jenny Mitchell? And she's like, yes, I do. And she's like, oh, uh, can I just have a second? And yeah. she goes to her room. For the room. kids, really. Yeah, well, and for herself. But she goes to the room and she puts on Jenny Mitchell and she puts on the song uh, Both Sides Now, which is such a haunting, mm. heartbreaking, beautiful song. It literally brings tears to my eyes just listening to that song. Yeah. But also because I put it in context for the scene. And she breaks she so down good. and she breaks down like several times, but she does it in a very modest, subtle way. Yeah. And, you know, she's just listening to this song and she's like, 
bent over and then she like wipes her eyes and she tries to get herself together but then she breaks down yeah. again and the song's playing and you know then she's about to go to the door and leave and then one last time she kind of breaks down and then she's just like enough yeah. and she like cleans herself up and she's all prim and proper they have to go to the play and then she goes and... outside and she's like okay open your presents and she just acts like everything is normal like for the kids it's such a devastating it scene is. and her performance emma thompson is that's actually i've always liked her but that's the yeah. scene where i was like emma thompson she is, was is phenomenal incredible. um again love actually has so, i mean the whole dance sequence with Hugh Grant, i think is phenomenal <laughs> it's as the prime minister but that is my favorite scene in love yeah. actually but it, it's it's a much more melancholy one it's it is. sad but it's there are so many phenomenal. incredible scenes but that entire ending it's almost like one big long uh, montage sequence in essence where it all culminates into and then the final scene at the airport for example where you know several of them of the storylines actually the yeah, yeah they all uh, conver converge converge yeah, there come together at, at gatwick again yeah. which for, for us you Is know it heathrow i think it was heathrow is it heathrow yeah Oh. Yeah, it's more known. Maybe. Oh, yeah, he says Heathrow Airport. You're right. And then... Love is actually all around us. Love is everywhere. Okay, good. It's beautiful. We move on or... We can move on. Th those are great. Okay, good. So uh, my next one is Jerry Maguire. Of course. Obviously. Obviously. This is kind of like a token iconic sequence. And I'm not trying to take anything away from it. It's one of my favorite movies, but... Jerry Maguire is so iconic in terms of its oh, scenes. Oh, of course. Um, and so, its lines. Right. So obviously you've got... Show me the money. Yeah. I mean, that whole show me the money sequence um, it is so funny with, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. And he's like, show me the money. He's like, show you the money. He's like, no, show me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> I love black people. I love black people. You're my motherfucker. I'm your <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, so Congratulations, good. Jerry. You're still my agent. Click. You know, that whole scene's yeah. incredible. Why he loses all his other clients. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the ending, which is, yeah. uh, it's funny. I know some people who think that's cheesy. Danny thinks it's cheesy. I actually think it's quite beautiful. So at the beginning, no, when it he's, is. at the totally. beginning, when he's with Dor Dorothy Boyd, when he's just hired her and she's the only one who'll go with him when he gets fired, Tom Cruise's character, Jerry Maguire, they're in the elevator and they see this, this deaf guy with his girlfriend and, you know, they're signing to each other mm -hmm. and they kiss and she, he's like, oh, what did they say? And she said, uh, you complete me. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the film, when, you know, everything happens with, uh, with Ray and it's all fine. No, not Ray. Anyway, Cooper Gooding Jr.'s mm -hmm. character. He runs to his wife and she's sitting there in the living room of her sister with the divorcee women's club. Yeah. And he comes in and he's like, uh, you know, I want to talk to my wife. And he's like, okay, well, if it's going to happen here, it's going to happen here. And she's like picking something up. So he didn't see her at first, but then she stands up and yeah. she's right there. And he gives us, everyone knows like the line, which I'll get to, Obviously. but he gives this whole like really nice speech before that, where he's like, we live in a cynical world of tough competitors. And mm -hmm. it's actually a very emotional kind of speech where, you know, he says like, we had a big win tonight, really big, yeah. you know, but I couldn't even celebrate it, not even in the realm or vicinity of as much as I wanted to, because I couldn't share it with you, yeah. you know? And then he says, you know, you know, I love you. You complete me. And then of course she says, shut up. Just shut up, Jerry. You had me at hello. <laughs> and then they embrace and kiss. Yeah. Um, you could say it's soppy. I think it's very romantic. It's brilliantly acted and it's iconic. It's yeah. very memorable. A scene you're just reminding me because that is the most iconic scene. It's actually a beautiful scene, the secret garden scene where they actually sort of break up. Um, 
earlier to that where you mean the song yeah well yeah the bruce springsteen song starts playing slowly in the background and they're talking and she pretty much in tears says to him you know i have this amazing guy and he really loves my son and he sure does like me a lot and i can't live like that and she breaks down yeah and he can't give her her the amount of love that she wants or he thinks i should mention i played secret garden by bruce springsteen at my wedding as everyone yeah. walked down because I love That's that when I started song. crying as I was walking yeah. down as a bridesmaid. And I, I actually love it when it's used earlier when they yeah. first go on a date and it's, yeah, all, it's like right. the silhouette kind of the way it's shot yeah. and they both stand in the middle of the street looking at each other. And yeah, it's they really kind of, beautiful. Yeah, and um, here's a real quick story which I always remember. I saw the trailer for Jerry Maguire with a friend of mine called James Parcell and some other friends. We watched the trailer and in the trailer, Bruce Springsteen's Secret Garden was playing. Yeah. And we were like, what is this song? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And we fell in love with it so much. We jumped in the car and we went to the gas stations to try and grab like, uh, because it was on like a Empire magazine, which is a British movie magazine yeah. with a compilation CD that had all these songs from these musics. So we're like, let's get it. And every gas station was shut. It oh, was wow. like 12 o'clock or two in the morning. We, we drove around for like an hour. So we came home completely despondent like oh because we were so stuck on this song so then i go to my room and i sit down and i lie down on my bed and the fucking song is playing next door <laughs> so i get up and i run next door and that's where raffi and freddie zingle were living you know oh, them how funny they're friends of ours they were living in the next room and they were playing the song and i'm like where the hell did you get the song? The film hadn't even come out. It was the trailer yeah. for Jerry Maguire. And they were like, oh, we just bought Bruce Springsteen's greatest hits. Oh, wow. And it was a su- single on that. I was like, oh my God. So then I bought it and That's I got hilarious. it from there. Anyway, beautiful song, Secret yeah. Garden. Um, and Jerry Maguire is an iconic It's iconic film. all the way through. Okay, my dear. The Wedding Singer. I'm on my like rom-com roll now. God, I didn't put it on the list. So I absolutely should have. So thank God you did. On my top five rom-coms of all time, I watch it probably two, three times a year. It's just such Final a scene feel-good I'm choosing. Movie. There are so many great scenes in this film. Old <laughs> with you. My turn. My turn. So, you know, the, the scene is building up. She's flying away to marry the Who's bad she? drew barrymore drew barrymore is yeah. marrying the the, the douchey Julia guy <laughs> Julia Julia. Uh, she's gonna marry the douchey guy in vegas because she thinks she thinks that the guy she's actually in love with adam sandler's gotten back together with his previous fiance which who's, he hasn't yeah. which he hasn't she just showed up wearing his t-shirt at the door anyway most of you have seen this film so the last scene on the airplane is it, it's kind of funny because if you think about it, it's extremely unrealistic and very like, sure, you know, full of fluff and Billy Idol. <laughs> Billy Idol is there. He's so he's in first class. Billy Idol happens to be there. And he's telling this whole story to everyone in first class. And they're like, whoa, no. And he's like, and then he realizes she's on the same flight. Because the stewardess comes yeah. in and says, some douchebag just asked if I wanted to be, be a member the of the Mile High Club. Club. Yeah. And the one lady's like, what's the Mile High Club? <laughs> yeah. And Billy Idol's like, yeah, big grin. <laughs> exactly. And he opens the curtains and he looks and it's her. And with Julie her is there. Yeah. And then that song, um, yeah. I Want to Grow Old With You. I mean, it makes me cry every time. And he, she just looks at him and the way she looks at him and he's get he goes all the way down slowly and until he's sitting there and he just looks at her and says i'm in love with you and, and she, she says, says i have a confession to make that I'm song's about you. you yeah and then she says i am so in love with you and then the you know douchey guy tries to get up and punch him but then billy idol defends him and yeah. the whole sequence yeah. it's so funny 
so charming one of the best romantic comedy sequences that exists and again that's another kind of scene with that song and everything where it could be kind of really corny it and could cheesy. be it's but not because their chemistry is yeah. so good i mean drew barrymore so and good. adam sandler are like best friends in real life they've yeah. done multiple movies together it worked so well so well um yeah I, I, look i'm so happy you mentioned wedding singer i love that film to yeah. death i still do we watch it together <laughs> feel good movie again it would be hard for me because it's got so, so many. many i love the whole song he does for her where he says you know i was listening. we were saying i was listening to the cure a lot yeah. so the song <laughs> yeah. is influenced and he's like somebody kill me you know yeah. kill me i kill want to me. die i want to die yeah. put a bullet the, in my head the beginning yeah. with the the transsexual singer who oh, yeah. keeps singing do you really want to hurt then, me it, no it starts always give me time yeah. that's uh, one of the arquettes yeah. he died unfortunately that's in really real life but then keeps ago. going and yeah. the whole thing oh so it's funny got so many great scenes wedding anyway. singer is i think it's a classic comedy it's definitely one of sandler's best so i'm glad you brought it up yeah okay good you got so now I'm going to go gut-wrenching like, back into the darkness, saving Private Ryan. Okay. Yes. You've watched this now, so at least well, only you, well, half. you've watched what I'm going to okay, describe, good. which is... The and now I know what you mean. Which is the opening, the oh, Omaha Beach. Unbelievable. So it's iconic. Yeah. This this whole opening, uh, Saving Private Ryan, people need to watch the entire film because the entire film is a masterpiece, but it is renowned yeah. for its visceral, so brutal... I now understand. The film just... <laughs> Goes right into this opening Omaha That's Beach like back. Twenty five minutes. It's the first twenty minutes yeah. of the film. It's extremely visceral, and people, veterans from World War Two, who were there, who have broken down in tears, have said it's the only accurate and most accurate portrayal description yeah. they've ever seen of how so, confusing and awful. Well, yeah, it so was. it show it's from Tom Hanks's perspective. Yeah. But it shows how they land and they're just being mowed down and slaughtered, yeah. just shot to pieces. But they're all advancing on the beach and, you know, there's bombs going off and it goes underwater. And it's it's where that first kind of effect in the movie where it kind of that humming sound mm -hmm. like a bomb's gone off, which they've yeah, copied oh, in so thousands good. of films since. And he's look around and he's disoriented and there's a guy with his arm blown off and yeah. he finds his arm and he just picks it up. And there's a guy with his intestines <laughs> just hanging, out. hanging yeah. out and the one guy just screaming for his mother and you know one guy's on the radio and he's talking to this other guy and he turns around and he comes back and the guy's head is gone it's it, but it's all for a purpose and reason yeah it's not just blood and guts like torture porn it it's showing the visceral brutality of war totally um and it's that, such couldn't have said it better that's an beautiful incredibly staged film um and that whole opening sequence but again this film has so many memorable it scenes yeah. it really the battle in the end is incredible anyway that's saving private ryan brilliant i'll go a little happier again oh yes let's do that dirty dancing we need a balance oh good could i do that on my list? And <laughs> i look, have to you, i oh, have no, 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 to no you know i adore tony's great i won't he, even he, he appreciates all the really good rom-coms i love dirty, dirty dancing. dancing is such a beautiful film i've seen it hundreds and hundreds of all oh, you know i used to watch it with my sister every week that and Pretty Woman. Right. Um, I'm going to just go into the final scene. The final dance scene is so beautiful because you've really, to me, it communicates how she has totally come out of her shell 
Right. And she's what so she's, introverted. She's so on. introverted, doesn't know what who she is, she's what baby, she wants, right? baby. He's Johnny. Johnny and he, you know, the obviously the iconic line, no one puts baby in the corner. He grabs Nobody her hand. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Because she's sitting in the corner, yeah. guys, having <laughs> dinner. She's, yeah, and dad, the dad gets up as if he's going to stop her and the, the mother mom stops goes, her. sit down, Jake. Yeah. And then they get up. He he does Which a whole speech. Which is kind of cool because the the mum's so quiet through she the most, and then she kind of totally stands up for her, her in the yeah. end. Yeah. And then and then as as the dance, obviously the dance is incredible. Their chemistry is amazing. The song is beautiful. But then, I've had let me the time of my life. <laughs> yeah. I've never felt this way before. Okay. So, but what I love in the middle of that sequence, it pans onto the dad and his eyes open and he start they start sparkling right, like respect. he suddenly gets respect and such pride for his daughter right. and then that whole thing and how he apologizes to Johnny and it's awesome. Well, yeah, and then I think I have to mention the obviously lift. the iconic run yeah. and then the lift. Yeah, which is so iconic. Um, which then a bunch of people tried to copy in other dance movies and it didn't work. Well, apart from Crazy Stupid Love, Ryan Gosling has it down cold. <laughs> yeah, That's his whatever. Move. That's his move. <laughs> it worked on Emma Stone. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, um, totally. Yeah. I mean, Dirty anyway, Dancing that's is the most iconic. iconic scene. There are so many. There yeah. really are. Okay, good. All right, we'll move on. Yes. Um, again, going more gritty because I'm a manly man. Inglorious Bastards. Ah, I was on my um, list. Yeah, I mean, it's look, the film's incredible. There are two films that when you talk about a set piece for dialogue mm. tension building um, so true. acting sets uh, they're just they're incredible the whole opening 15 minute interrogation with christoph waltz um as hans lander you the know opening one of the, is one my of favorite the greatest actually. villains yeah. ever who's like basically this quote-unquote jew hunter yeah and it's just him sitting down and interrogating this this frenchman and drinking his milk and I've never seen so much tension over drinking milk. And basically, the guy is harboring Jews under the under floor. The floor. Yeah. And it's such a visceral and, and beautiful, but haunting yeah. and terrifying scene it's, all in one go. You're so scared for those people. Right. Oh. You know, it, it, it's, it's horrific. But that whole sequence and interrogation is it, unbelievable. And then the pub scene is, again, the pub scene is like 15 minutes long. There's supposed to be this rendezvous with this German actress girl who's working for the Allied forces. Uh, Michael Fassbender plays the the British guy, the British, uh, you know, agent guy who, you know, this is before Fassbender was very famous. And then there's some other people. But it's this whole dialogue and scene where then they end up having a game with these ss agents and stuff like that and there's one guy who's a a nazi guy who's with his friends and they're getting drunk and they're like having a party and because one of them's about to be a father it's this whole thing you know and and they're trying to kind of keep low key but the girl is like a famous actress so they all talk with her and anyway this ss agent guy who basically catches on and does this whole game with them and stuff but then he notices fassbender's accent is off and he basically figures them out yeah and then there's just this final fucking conversation where they all have their guns under the table and michael fassbender realizes they're screwed and there's no way out so he stops speaking german and he just 
gets his beautiful British accent again. Sorry. <laughs> and he's like, okay, old chap. Well, I guess I'll have one last cigarette since we're going out. And then there's just this brutal yeah. shootout. They just blow each other to bits. Does anyone even walk um, out of that scene? The girl alive? does. Yeah, she the girl gets does. shot in the leg. Yeah, even the guy with the the only it was her and the guy who the the German guy who's about to have a kid. But then he even gets shot by Brad Pitt and those right. guys who save her. Um, but anyway, that sequence is stunning. And I mean, I can't even do it justice because no, it's, it's Tarantino, so the dialogue is so rich and incredible. Inglorious Bastards. The truth Beautiful. is, the rest of the film has so many memorable scenes so as well, many. but those two are incredible. Yep. 100% was on my list. Um, I don't know how much you appreciate this film, but it has one really great scene as Cruel Intentions. So it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I like it. I love the soundtrack. It, it, you know, I Surprisingly, was surprisingly Reese and Ryan Philippe actually had great chemistry yeah. because they actually got married in real in, life. Actually after that. right after yeah. that film. Yeah. She was pregnant yeah. with his child. Um, anyways, uh, I was a Sarah Michelle Gellar fanatic after Buffy, as you know. Is this so. her kissing Selma Blair or? No, oh. <laughs> no Tony. Um, they made it all wet as no, well. No, the end saliva. of that movie is brilliant. Bittersweet Symphony yeah, starts verb. playing. But the, what's awesome about that scene is obviously the retribution. Um, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar is such an evil bitch. She's really the reason that stirs up all the shit and her brother's now dead right. because of it. Spoilers. Spoilers. Again, it's, it's again, 25 years old. Not, not quite, but almost. Late 90s, right? Yeah. Um, and they're in the bathroom and, and you know, um, uh, Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon walks Sarah in and, and kind of goes, and she doesn't know they haven't actually met each other. And she's right. like, hey, how do you know? And they have this whole little conversation and she's like, and then as Reese Witherspoon walks out, she goes, bitch. And she walks outside. And everyone's uh, laughing. Right? No, no, no. She goes up and starts reading a whole thing. at the. Mm. It's the funeral. Right. People start sniggering and walking out. And slowly the bittersweet symphony starts playing. As everyone's leaving. As right? everyone's leaving. And she's like, what is wrong with you people? And she runs outside. And they're handing out all these photocopied sheets of, of his diary yeah. that describe everything she's ever done, all the nasty plots against people all the and schemes the fact and, that she yeah. carries, you know, cocaine in her little Jesus cross and the, yeah. the, you know, the headmaster comes and pours it out and she starts crying. I think it's an awesome scene. Yeah. She's a fraud. Yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. Actually, I remember when he finally, um, decides like i love her and i'm gonna do it yeah and, that's and a beautiful she, she's scene. about to leave at the airport and she's going up there and there's this yeah. beautiful song by actually surprisingly the counting crows i have it but on it's my a iPhone. lovely song and i love he's it standing there with his sunglasses and he looks all hot yeah and um you know and he's basically like i'm in love with you and, yeah. and then they they have sex for the first time that was actually for what i, I sound really no, sucky now but it, it was a it very memorable, a memorable scene, scene. To me. it's totally a memorable scene. but yeah uh, that's a i actually i like love that, that movie. ending it's, that's a, it's all. a guilty pleasure it's a great ending and then and then it's plus Placebo, the music. Yeah. It's got like mostly a British soundtrack. That's yeah. what I love about it. Like 90s British music, which is it's awesome. It's total, total, total guilty pleasure of mine too. Definitely. Go. Okay, good. So um, Terminator 2, yes. uh, Judgment Day. Um, again, I could pick so many, but all I'm going to say is uh, the final scene at the end when um, the T-1000 is about to kill John Connor and Sarah Connor and you think uh, Arnie you know the terminator is dead and then he finally so comes good. up and he's got his he's got the gun and he's like you know you're terminated and he <laughs> blows up the t-1000 who falls into the you know lava pit thing and dies and then um you know sarah Connor's is like it's done it's finished and he's like not yet 
there's yeah. still one more because he's the last Terminator you and he's got the it. chip in his head and he's like, I can't self-terminate. You have to terminate me. And then John Connor, played by Edward Furlong, is like, what? What? No, no, because they've become friends. friends. Yeah. He's like a, a father figure to him. And he's like, you know, no, you can't do it. And he breaks down. He's crying. And he's like, no, I order you not to go. I order you not to go. And then Arnie, the Terminator, sits down. And he's like, I now know why you cry. It is something I can never do. And then he jumps on the thing and she lowers it, lowers it down into the lava as he's slowly like disintegrating and getting burnt. And then uh, his thumb finally is the last thing. And he, he puts his thumb up like a thumbs up yeah. as he disintegrates. And it's John Connor is all crying. It gets me every time. Totally. <laughs> the ending of Terminator 2. It's and I'm true. sobbing like a little bitch. But I love it. Okay, <laughs> okay that was pretty I'm straightforward. I'm actually at my last one, Tony. Good, because I got lots more. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you would. So I'm going to end with The Matrix. Okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, That's my, on my list. It, there's so many, but two of my favorite scenes. So... Um, it's. I think it's quite close to the beginning where the, Be the spoon. T- uh, the Trinity escape scene. Actually, she's in like the real quote unquote. You mean the the opening sequence of the film? Yes. The, sorry, okay. the opening sequence yeah. of the film where she has to escape and is right. like literally where she, jumping. Like, jumps up. Yeah, Ooh, jumping across. Uh, she like she's being chased. She jumps, she jumps across through the window. Yeah. Through the window. That entire scene. Yeah, oh that's my the god! It blew. Of the film. Yeah. It blew my mind when I was in it the blew theater. Everyone's oh mind my god! Because you had never seen anything like yeah, it. Yeah, like what is happening? She's like in a cat suit, and what is going on? And yeah. oh my god, it's so good. And the music, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the iconic Neo and Agent Smith fight, where the bullet comes and he just goes no. And the bullet falls. Oh, well, that's at the end. I know. Yeah. I'm switching to the end. Oh, oh, My okay. two favorite scenes. Oh, okay. Are the beginning and the end. Okay, good. All right, yeah. So the I know op- you're going to go on. No, no. The opening one is fantastic. Um, obviously, the most iconic scene for me is the uh, the motion, like slow motion bullet time yeah. effect. So yeah. that's on the I, roof yeah. where the guy, sh- one of the agents shoots See, it. See, it isn't for me. I don't know why. Well, it's just, it's one of the most iconic Matrix yeah. scenes where he dodges the bullet. And you just, you had never seen that that's effect true. before. You hadn't. And then, yes, the end I love. So just to elaborate on the end scene, which is incredible, he's running to get to the phone. He's running up and he opens the door. This is Neo, yeah. the one. And Agent Smith is already there. And it's silent and you just, you don't even hear it. You yeah. just see the gun go off and the clip drop. Yeah. And then he looks down and he's being shot. And then he shoots him several more times. And then it, it flashes to the, the spaceship where he's in the real world alive. And he's got blood pouring down his mouth and you think he's dead. And he's like, holy shit. And then she, Trinity says, no, you you can't be dead. You must be the one. Oh, it's he, not the scene I meant, it, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, let me go explain ahead. it because it is that scene. Yeah, that's not what um, I meant. And then the Oracle says, the Oracle told her that she would fall in love with the one. So then um, he gets up, he wakes up and he realizes that he is the one and he starts seeing everything. So yeah. then Agent Smith turns around and shoots all the bullets and then he puts his hand out and he oh, says, Oh yeah, God, no. it's been too long. Yeah, he puts his hand out and he just says no. And that's when he realizes I'm the one. And all the bullets just stop in midair and they just drop down. So good. And then Agent Smith is like, what the hell? And then he comes to fight him and he's got one arm behind his back and he's fighting Agent Smith without even like blinking. It's like no effort to him. And then he runs and he jumps inside agent smith and blows him up so good that whole and you know how i forgot the first part yeah yeah. (laughs) just that whole sequence is is incredible yeah 
just so it has context but yeah the matrix is but again see the mate the you know that film is also so memorable for the remember the hallway sequence when they go through the detectors oh, with yeah, all the guns so good. and they just shoot like up like 50 people yeah. with the uh, morpheus and trinity and that whole scene is is iconic the matrix is again one of those films that's got so many now iconic yeah, scenes. Totally. yeah okay good that, that was your one right mm-hmm Okay, good. So I've got so I've got some kind of fun, uh, upbeat ones here. Five hundred days of summer, which I know you're not a fan of. I just Do watched. It. I just watched it again last week. I fucking love this movie. I absolutely do. And what, it's got such a great scene where Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character he's so in love with with Summer, this character played by Zoe Deschanel. And she's actually honest to him that she's not looking for a serious relationship, but she likes him. She wants to fall around with him. So he finally gets her in the bedroom and he's in the, you know, he's in the bathroom. He's like, she wants to have sex with me. This is a good thing. So he goes there and she's already naked and she's like, hi. And he's like, hi. And then the very next scene is the elevator opening. He's got this big smile on his face like he's just had sex. (laughs) And then Holden Oates um, music, that song, uh, you make my dreams come true. And he starts singing it. And he's walking down the corridor. He's walking down the street. And he's just, you know, to the song. And then, like, people start interacting around him. Like, the mailman, like, gives him a high five. And then a cheerleader, like, says hi to him. And then this whole trombone band comes behind them and then all these dance troupe come and it breaks out into this whole dance to to haul the notes it goes on for like two minutes then this like blue cartoon animated bird goes on his shoulder and stuff like that so it's just this whole sequence of him basically like celebrating i just had sex (laughs) and he's really happy it's such a well done and a very feel-good scene i love it again i love the whole movie but that scene's very memorable cool 500 days of summer i'm done oh okay good you're it all right, good. Well, I mean, there aren't tons here, and I think we've got we've got probably about 15, 20 minutes, so I'm going to kind of rattle through the last ones. And again, remember, listeners, this is just Miss Money, Annie, and uh, my pick. Yeah, uh, and this is like choices. this is half of what I could do. I mean, totally. there's hundreds of memorable so scenes, so please don't be butthurt if we left some out that you Somebody feel will be. absolutely should be on this list. No, our, our listeners are amazing. How we do you love know? you guys. Because they're amazing. <laughs> they tell me how much they love it. And I love them. I'm just playing. I know. Okay, good. So uh, let me continue. Uh, train spotting. Oh, yeah. Um, again, I was going mean, to mention it, but it's so... Uh... Train spotting, again, it, it, the whole end is iconic. It's got so many. But actually, it's the <sighs> it's the overdose sequence yeah. that is the most iconic to me with Ewan McGregor. Oh, it's so creepy. And it's with Lou Reed's Perfect Day and he sinks into the carpet because he ODs on heroin. Yeah. And it's this whole sequence where, because he overdosed, the cook uh, basically takes him, dumps him outside, then a cab comes, picks him up, brings him to the hospital, just dumps him outside the hospital, and they pick him up, they bring him, and they try and resuscitate him. And this whole music, The Perfect Day by Lou Reed, Oh, it's such a perfect day. I'm glad I spent it with you. That It's a really beautiful song. And then finally they revive him and then he sinks out of the carpet yeah. and comes back to life. It's such a great scene. I love it. And so. then as he's... um coming off the heroin oh, oh yeah that scene. that's what i'm saying again it's There's got so, so much many. the baby on the ceiling yeah. all this oh so yeah. creepy absolutely and anyway, train amazing. spotting is phenomenal you and mcgregor that's a great one um okay my best friend's wedding i oh, I, I can't believe i missed that you know how much i love it the the scene at the table yes. where rupert everett 
is pretending to be her fiance and he's serenading her. And I can I, sing this one. I love how he says like, oh, she looks so dazzling as she smiled at me while walking out <laughs> of the electroshock therapy room. <laughs> and then I, I sang the song to her and he sings. Um, From the moment I wake up. Before I put on my makeup, I say, say a, little a little prayer, prayer for, for you. you. Yeah, so I say a little so prayer good. for you. Um, and I love oh, that so scene good. is so fun because he starts singing yeah. it, and then the man with a deep yeah. voice, and then the girls, and and then Everyone. the little girls, and then every the whole and table. she's like mort- mortified, mortified. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, she's like, honey, shut yeah. up. Yeah, and he yeah. was so damn charming. Oh, he's amazing. It's such a great that. scene. And again, there's so many other great scenes in that film, but totally. uh, that's. The one I remember the most. Uh, My Best Friend's Wedding is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Okay, next one, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, of course. So it's very similar to uh, 500 Days of Summer. I think that scene is probably inspired by Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which again has many many, scenes. But I love the whole dance at the parade. Yeah, of course. um, You know, where he's on the float. Uh, Ferris Bueller, and he's doing that whole song to twist and shout. Yeah. And everyone joins in. Yeah, it's brilliant. That scene is so memorable. Um, Okay, moving on to something a bit more uh, solemn. I've mentioned this. This is one of my single most favorite acting performances of all time, which is Magnolia. Now, Magnolia has a few, uh, again, several scenes, but Tom Cruise as Frank Mackey, uh, the deathbed scene with his dad, uh, which is played by Jason Robards, is so powerful. Yeah. How Tom Cruise didn't win an Oscar for this, I do not know. He got nominated, but he didn't win. Um, it, it, it's a huge crime. So he he hasn't seen his father in years. He changed his name. The dad was like a kind of playboy and cheated on the mom and stuff. And But now he's dying of cancer and on his deathbed. Tom Cruise hasn't seen his father in years. And finally, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's the nurse, helps reconnect them. And so he's seeing him for the first time in, I don't know, 20 years. And Tom Cruise was there with the mother as she was dying. And he held her hand and looked after her and the father wasn't there. So he has so much pent up rage and hatred for the father. But on the other hand, it's his father. He loves him. Right. And the performance with Tom Cruise where at first he's just like, ah, you don't look that bad. You don't look that bad. You look fine. And he's like, you fuck. And he says things like, I hope you're in pain. I hope you're in as much pain as she was. You weren't there for her. I was. I held her hand every day. Where were you? And he's like, and then he just starts breaking down. He starts shaking. And he's like, God, I hate you. God, I hate you so much. I hope you fucking die. I hope you fucking die. And then he starts crying. And he's like, please don't leave me. Because he realizes it's the only thing, only person left in his yeah. life, you know. And he, ah, it's incredible. And of course, he does die. Um, but that scene yeah, is that's amazing. absolutely incredible. I, I, I love it. I think just for anyone who doesn't, think tom cruise is a quote-unquote real actor i always say go watch that (laughs) scene man and then uh, look there are several other scenes i mean the whole frogs falling from the the sky is so incredible but the other one that i do love is that super strange montage where all of the characters start singing that white that wise up song by amy mann yeah Uh, like even jason robards on his deathbed he's singing it all the characters at a certain moment, yeah. even Julianne Moore, who's just overdosed herself and committed suicide, she's still singing the words. They all just start singing it in this montage. It's so weird and strange, but beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, that's Magnolia. Um, Very okay. good pick. 
Kingsman, The Secret Service. Okay. Specifically, the church scene. It's got that Leonard Skinner song, oh, yeah. Free Bird. And it's one of the most visceral, over-the-top, batshit crazy violent scenes. So good. Where basically everyone in the church, including Harry Hart, played by Colin Firth, have basically been kind of uh, tapped in their brain and yeah. brainwashed to just go extremely violent. And they just... Everyone starts killing each other. But because he's like a trained, you know, professional killing machine, he kills like 200 yeah. people. The scene goes on for like five minutes with this Lennon Skinner song. Just the guitar solo is so good. Um, and it's so ridiculously violent. But it, it's a great... There were a lot of action I know, you would have thought it was Tarantino or something because it, uh, it was so brutal. It was but over the top as yeah. well. Um, anyway, I thought that was absolutely yeah, brilliant. That's a great scene. Um, let's see. I've got a few more here. Uh, okay, the Skeleton Twins. I have to mention okay. that. Yeah. That's Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig. They do that whole uh, lip Very sync solemn. to um, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, yeah. which again, uh, my wife and I did at our wedding. We performed it. So, uh, you know, that holds a dear place in my heart. It's a great little it scene. It is a beautiful scene. Um, let's see. Pretty in Pink. Come on. Of course. Ducky dancing as he zips into the music record store to try a little tenderness <laughs> yeah. and he does this whole like lip sync dance to uh try a little tenderness it's such a great scene that's yeah. john cryer i love ducky uh, the whole movie pretty in pink is fantastic but yeah. that one um I, i'm almost done here i'm just going to kind of mention the last ones Do it. clerks 2 so underrated um, I, I absolutely love the scene. Again, these are that. these little music montages. So there's a montage to the Jackson 5's ABC, you know, oh, cool. ABC. Of course. So it, it starts off with this girl trying to teach Dante how to dance. It's Rosaria Dawson. And they put on that song. But then Bill and Ted start like dancing, swaying <laughs> back and forth. And then this entire dance troupe goes into the street and just does this whole dance. It, it's so fun and kind of odd but i i love it awesome um okay half nelson so oh, i made yeah. you watch this that was amazing that climatic oh, confrontation devastating ryan gosling and the girl he teaches at Little school girl. Yeah. where basically she's getting into this life of crime to become a dealer and he's a drug addict and their greatest fear is that you know basically he can't control his drug addiction and she'll end up like dealing him drugs and that final scene with that broken social mm -hmm. scene music swelling where she Anthony Mackie who's the dealer sends her off to give this crack or something to this dope house and she goes in there and it's all decrepit and there's all these junkies she's his, he's and a, he's, he's a dad or something no right? he's like no? he's like the oh, friend yeah. her brother used That's to work right. for him as a dealer and he kind of looks looks out for her but anyway he's there in the corner and just the look the mm. again the acting the performance is so subtle the way ryan gosling just looks at her like yeah this is this, this is it fucked, I, yeah. i'm fucked um and he hands her the money and she gives him the crack and she's crying and oh it's such a powerful, amazing scene. You have to see the whole movie, Half yeah. Nelson, to get context. But uh, that scene is so yeah, powerful definitely. to me. 
Okay, something a bit more upbeat, <laughs> going a bit more old school. Wayne's World. Yay, now, Wayne's World! Again, Wayne's World has so many iconic scenes, but the Bohemian Rhapsody oh, scene so good. in the car. It's think the about best. how iconic that it was. Is. You know, especially when they're doing the whole nah, 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 with the head bashing. This is an <laughs> audio podcast, and they're all like head banging. That was yeah, that was being parodied. <laughs> And copied for years, and Bohemian Rhapsody oh my shot gosh. straight to the top of the charts, <laughs> yeah. the charts for months after that movie. So, so I good. love that whole scene it in Wayne's World. It's fantastic, you know. And it's funny, like the two actors in the back of the car who join in are literally known as the guys from the the, the Bohemian Rhapsody scene of Wayne's World. I didn't even think they've done so much funny. more, but they're like known for that. And then obviously Wayne and Garth are in the front. Um, okay, gross point blank. Mm. This is a John Cusack film from the nineties. Brilliant it's movie. So you had me watch this. Such a hidden gem. Great movie. Do you remember that scene? Because he's a hitman. Yes. Uh, but he doesn't really want to be anymore. He's like a professional killer, and he goes to his ten-year high school reunion, <laughs> yeah. where he meets Minnie Driver, the love of his life. And there's a sequence in this film, and the film's very violent, but there's a scene where he meets one of his old school friends who has a baby, uh-huh. and she leaves, and he, she gives him the baby, and he looks at the baby, mm-hmm. and then Under Pressure from David Bowie and Queen comes on, you know, bum, bum, yeah. bum, 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 under, bum, pressure. under Pressure, and as that song is swelling, he's looking at the baby, the baby's looking at him, and then the baby's staring at him, and he just has this, like, realization, and it's... It's all encapsulated in the scene where he's kind of like, okay, there's more to life than what yeah. I'm doing. It, it's such a understated but beautiful scene. Totally. I love Good it. Good one. Okay, let's see. Um, okay, Pulp Fiction. Did you say Pulp Fiction? You didn't, No, huh? okay. I knew you would. Well, so. Pulp Fiction has several. Yeah. It really does. So many. But probably the most memorable one would be the Jack Rabbit Slim with Mia Wallace and John Travolta where they do the whole dance. Yeah. That's pretty incredible, you know. Uh, Miss Mia Wallace and who's your fella? Vincent Vega, you know, and, they, and then they do that whole iconic dance and yeah. stuff. And then probably also the OD scene yeah. was so yeah. nuts with, with the hypodermic needle. She ODs on the, like, because she thinks the heroin is cocaine, so she sniffs it. And then there's that whole thing with the hypodermic needle. It's adrenaline. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, and he has to like put it right through her chest template. Uh, John Travolta, huge comeback for him and obviously Uma Thurman. That's a great scene. Um, let's see. Brilliant. I'm on like the last three or four. Here. I feel like I'm missing so many. It sucks. Well, that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up because we've got we've got a few minutes left. Um, so I'm just gonna do the last few here. And sure. while I'm doing it, if you think of one or two more, just bring it up. Totally. Okay. okay um, North by Northwest. So this is a, an oldie but a goodie. This is Alfred Hitchcock, mm. Cary Grant. And um, again, I did just watch this movie um, last week, but the crop duster scene with Cary Grant is still so iconic. It holds up so well. So the film is all about mistaken identity. He's just this advertising guy, but he gets caught in this whole world of corruption because they think he's like a a secret agent. And he gets sent to this destination, which is out in the middle of nowhere in the boonies. And there's like an airplane, you know, doing crop dusting and he's waiting for someone. But no one comes, and it's this goes on for like ten minutes with tension. With a guy arriving, he oh, wow. thinks he might be the guy, but then he leaves, and the bus arrives and leaves. Um, and this plane's always in the background, and then the plane comes closer and closer. I don't know if you've ever seen these iconic Mm-mm. clips, but this crop dusting plane is basically chasing Cary Grant and trying to kill him. 
and it you know it swoops so low that he has to keep jumping out of the way wow. and it goes on for like several minutes and he has to go into the crops to try and hide and then he tries to make a run for it uh, for a, a you know a truck that's coming and then the plane crashes into the truck and blows up for a film again that's like 60 years old i mean it, it's incredible the production values of it um so i had to mention that and cool. it's also a very iconic scene all right, and let's see the last few. Okay, Captain Phillips with Tom oh, Hanks. Oh, yeah. You know, I was going to put that on. Well, oh, again, so here's what's good. interesting. I know you love that movie. I do. I don't love that movie. But the but end. But ending yeah. is probably Tom I don't Hanks' love, love it. greatest I like performance it. ever. Yeah. So that finale oh, where so basically the, you know, what is it? The Marines or whatever, they take out the, ter- the, the pirates and they kill them and shoot them and he's covered in their blood. And he's just in total shock. Mm. So as he's being taken away and he's with the medics and they're like, you're safe now. Yeah. The performance from Tom Hanks as he's he's just in a total state of shock. And he's like, it's not my blood. It's their blood. And I'm fine. And he kind of breaks down yeah. and tries to get Starts himself crying, together. Yeah. Oh, it, it's like so a good. five minute scene and the music. It's so beautiful. It is really powerful. It, it's incredible. Okay, let's see. Um, I think I'm basically done. So my last one, and then I'll let you do No, yours. I just realized one because when okay, you said ahead. Tom Hanks, Ladies Forrest first. Gump. I which have scene? to mention Forrest Gump. Oh, my God, there's so there's many. There's so many. See, um, I don't know which scene. Okay, what would we choose? Run, Forrest, run. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, for me, I love the whole scene um, with him and Captain Dan on the ship, that entire sequence. With the with the with the shrimp. I, I mean, I don't remember the scene. No, when the, when the boat crashes into the and he sees Jenny. You don't remember that no, scene? Okay, sorry. so they're arriving back in port, and the, he sees Captain. No, he sees Captain Dan, and he's coming back on the shrimping boat, and he's like Captain Dan, and he jumps off to swim to him, and the boat crashes. Oh. Anyway, it's a brilliant scene. Okay. I just thought of that, but that movie has so many great scenes. Yeah, I it's love honestly, that movie. Uh, look, I love uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, it's a bit hard for me to pick a scene. I know, because it's a movie with tons of scenes. The movie's incredible. Yeah. I mean, oh, there's some incredible scene when she's she's um, she's um a drug addict, mm-hmm. when Jenny's a drug addict and she gets up on the wall. She's Robin Wright. Penn, yeah, yeah, Robin Wright, and she realizes how fucked her oh, life she is and she suicide. almost jumps. That I mean, entire scene. I'll tell you, talk about a scene. He, uh, spoilers him at her grave oh and God. that whole speech uh, to yeah. jenny at the grave and he's looking after the kid that i yeah. again i remember watching that with a bunch of dudes and yeah. we all turned and looked at each other we were all a blubbering mess yeah you can't yeah, not cry that, at that sequence it really stands out for yeah. me but okay forest Camp is great all right i'm gonna end off with uh, again this is a cheat the dark knight mm. uh, and here's why i know you would every goddamn scene with heath ledger's joker is Unbelievable. iconic to me. The whole opening sequence, um, the first scene where he meets the gangsters, yeah. um, you know, and he's like, you guys want to see a magic trip and see a pen mm. disappear? Oh, so and, good. Um, but uh, th- there's several. Uh, the first one where he invades the uh, the fundraiser party mm-hmm. and the, the music, oh, so good. and and he's with Maggie Gyllenhaal, and he he you know he puts his hair back when he sees her, and he drinks the wine glass and throws it away, and he's like, "You want to know how I got these scars?" And he tells a different story every time when yeah. he's trying to describe it. You know that whole sequence. Um, you know, and then oh, the interrogation scene with um with ba- uh, Batman with Christian Bale's mm-hmm. Batman and Heath Ledger. 
you know, and ah, oh, just like where he's like, you want to kill me? He's like, kill you? I don't want to kill you. You complete me, <laughs> you know, and uh, like the way Joker so gets inside his head and like, you know, don't be like them. Don't say that. You're not like, you know, like, like we're they're in this weirdly together. in love in oh, a way. It's like you know, very like weird. They complete yeah. each other. Like, because Joker does it. See, that's the thing. Heath Ledger's performance was so layered and so amazing, but he also just encapsulated everything that Joker is. Because obviously I've read all the comic yeah. books. I love the Joker, and he's just all about chaos and yeah. mayhem. Yeah. That's what he's about. Um, that's incredible. Uh, I don't know. There's there's so many iconic scenes. Oh, and then when he goes to see, Joker goes to see Two-Face. Right. You know, and he's oh, dressed yeah. as a nurse. So good. And he looks at Two-Face, and he's like, hi <laughs> you know and he like puffs his hair he's like hi you know it's just it's yeah. so creepy and then that ad-libbed bit which yeah. Heath Ledger did where he's walking out and he's trying to detonate the building but the explosives went late so he keeps he's like fiddling with the remote control and then it so blows weird. up and he's like oh shit and he runs off anyway he, the Joker was so iconic yeah every scene I felt Every scene, even when he's just blowing his hair in the wind like a maniac outside of the police car in yeah. that slow motion, it was incredible. Yeah, okay, very true. That's our list. I think that was very extensive. Look, Solid lists. We cover. Here's one thing: like a lot of the listeners, just so you know, Miss Money have said, like it's incredible how much you guys cover. You know, and look, we try. I, I, I well, I want the feedback as well because if people feel it's overwhelming and we cover too much let us know and we'll shorten it but so far people have loved it and they're like i can't believe how much you you know fit into an hour you know because a lot of podcasts i listen to people cover like their top 10 or they they just focus on a few right i i personally i can't do that i just i would be bursting because i even just best movie scenes that was hard we've discussed about 50 there's easily a hundred i shaved my list in half me too but i think we covered um really iconic ones memorable ones um some i think our lists were quite eclectic Mm -hmm. so there's ones that people uh, obviously know and i think there might be a few here that people don't know yeah you know for sure one final one, just off the top of my what? head, because this is a guilty pleasure of mine. Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. <laughs> okay, Tony. I'm really? an ambassador. We're going to end on Jay and Silent oh, ab- Bob. Oh, I proudly <laughs> will end on Jay and Silent uh, Bob Strikes Back. I am an ambassador for this movie. Is, yeah. I love it to death. It's so funny to me. But there's a scene at the end of the film <laughs> with this song by a band called Stroke Nine called um, Kicks a Mass, you know, Um now, how do you want to kick some ass? Anyway, it's like a, lo- a hardcore, like, rock punk song. But the premise of this final scene is Jay and Silent Bob basically have all these internet haters that are trolling on them and being super nasty to them. And at the end of the movie, they become millionaires. So they spend all of the money <laughs> traveling around the world to visit every single internet hater and they beat the living shit out of them to this song and it's such a funny montage it's actually become very popular it really blew up and that song really blew up because of the scene you know because they're going to like a you know a church and they find out it's like a nun who was like saying mean so they beat the crap out of the nun or they're a receptionist who's like putting them on hold like "Uh uh-huh Uh uh-huh i'm still on the phone and then finally they just take the phone and like strangle her with it or one's a little kid like a five-year-old boy and they grab a skateboard they just beat the crap it's not violent it's comical of course it's It's such a funny scene and yes i will proudly end on that (laughs) all right i'll let you 
All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to sign off and say good night. Good night. Thanks so much for listening to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. My lovely reminders, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tony the Movie Guy. You can also email us at Tony the Movie Guy podcast at gmail.com and leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And if you love us and you want to support us and you want to keep getting these podcasts, I encourage you to check out our Patreon page. Maybe you would like to become a patron of the podcast. It's pretty neat, and we'd really appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.